Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll feature Josh Sanders, managing editor of Tidbits. He'll talk about Apple's TV initiative and what we don't know yet. A little bit later, we'll have an encore presentation of a session we did with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Ah! Now, folks, as we know, Josh Sanders, the managing editor of Tidbits, is also the author of Take Control of. Apple TV. Now, it kind of sort of looks here that Apple is de-emphasizing Apple TV and simply licensing technology to its competitors and TV makers. And we hear more and more about those things. So, for example, with all the major TV makers are going to have AirPlay 2 and probably an Apple TV app. They're working with Roku and Amazon. What gives? Well, first of all, I don't think the hardware is going away. If you asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, the hardware is probably going away. But as of right now, the purpose of the hardware at this point seems to be, well, A, just so Apple has a foothold somewhere in the living room, and B, also has a living room gaming device for the Apple Arcade service they're about to roll out. Yeah, it is interesting that they're shifting. They seem to be shifting Apple TV from hardware to a service. You know what they used to call the TV app on the Apple TV. Now they're starting to call the Apple TV app. And as you said, it's going to be on uh, or should be on all the major TV manufacturer sets. Um, and, And now they've said that's going to be on the Amazon Fire TV and it's going to be on Roku. So that's that's pretty exciting if, you know, Apple TV isn't your favorite hardware device in the living room. I think this is all just a symbol of Apple's shift to services. I think they've done the math and they've they've seen that there's more money to be made in expanding iTunes and Apple TV as a service than there is in selling $200 black boxes. Also remember, too, that more and more TVs have decent, adequate, smart TV features where you can get most anything but Apple's services without having to buy an extra box. So the only way Apple gets in there is to have its own AirPlay 2 capability and the Apple TV. Now, as I mentioned on last week's episode, I did talk to the PR guy for Vizio, which is one of the TV makers that's going to offer the Apple apps. And he said that all Vizio TVs from 2016 on with a smart cast capability will support this feature. They've already gotten beta. I think it's Samsung is getting it first. And I think they're getting it this month, if not this month, the next month. So yeah, this is rolling out pretty quickly. By the end of 2019, we should see uh, some sort of Apple compatibility on all the major TVs. Another interesting thing, too, is iOS 12.2 introduced a number of improvements to AirPlay as well. And as you mentioned, that's another leg of this is that these TVs are getting AirPlay 2 support. And so Apple has finally made it so AirPlay video is more reliable, where like if you, if you switch away from an app, it doesn't stop playing, it keeps playing. And uh, they've added Siri Apple TV controls to the phone so you can you can tell Siri on your iPhone to uh, play something on an Apple TV and it'll do it. Also, there's going to be there's lock screen and uh, control center controls 
for AirPlay content. So it's going to be um, AirPlay 2 is going to be a lot more competitive with Google's Chromecast. And so that's interesting, too. It's, it, it's so uh, Apple's really embracing the fact that a lot of people are perfectly happy with those smart TVs. And like I said, I think there's still a place for the Apple TV hardware, but I think Apple's definitely putting a lot more focus on the service end into that end. They're embracing uh, these these third-party TV set manufacturers because that, I mean, that's just the current reality. You know, at the price point they want to sell TV boxes at, uh, people just aren't buying. What's the realization that came with the iPod? That they had to have a Windows version, and that was the magic bullet. That's where it gained traction and became so popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is a potentially huge expansion opportunity for Apple because, you know, as you mentioned, um, iTunes content. And I think they're, they're probably moving away from the iTunes branding entirely. But, you know, the iTunes TV and iTunes movies, you would buy them on iTunes or on your iPhone or whatever. And then really your only choice to watch them on your TV was uh, to buy an Apple TV. But then, of course, Movies Anywhere came around and that made it so your movies weren't locked into one service anymore. They'd sync over to uh, Amazon or Google or, uh, you know, some of these other services. I, th- I think that kind of pushed Apple's hand too. You know, Apple didn't have the the lock in they once did, and and the entire industry very quickly moved in that direction, so, which was interesting because that was all um, spearheaded by Disney. So, and of course, Disney not, is not going to be competing with, with Apple in the streaming space. So there's a lot of interesting dynamics here, and I, I think a lot of it's just Apple just um, uh, you know trying to g- regain its footing there in, at all. Well, remember, Apple started this business. We forget that. Yeah, the uh, the original Apple TV, which I, I didn't, I never had one because uh, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me. But yeah, I mean, you know, iTunes, movies, and TV. Yeah, I think was if it wasn't the very first thing of its kind, I think it was the first one that actually took off. So, um, yeah, they were first to this, and uh, you know, and. Perhaps the most successful, I don't know, but the you know we're getting to the point now where the content creators themselves are also starting to become um, the distributors as well. Like you know, uh, Disney is going to come out with this um, Disney Plus service this year, and so that that's going to change things dramatically. And so you know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of uncertainty about it uh, about this entire industry. And I think even more so than there was just a few years ago. Um, so you know, if anything, things have gotten muddier instead of clearer. Now remember, Disney took over the 20th Century Fox film and studio and TV shows, the news networks. New York Post and Wall Street Journal are still separate companies. But that means by acquiring those properties, Disney now has 40% of the motion picture industry, 40%. The other consideration is, of course, that Disney content, and I assume 20th Century Fox content, will disappear from Netflix. So Netflix will be offering less. And most of my favorite shows are the Marvel shows that will no longer be on Netflix, it may give me reason to permanently delete Netflix. 
Yeah, I think Netflix is in a lot of trouble. And, and a lot of people don't, you know, don't believe me when I say this, so they get kind of mad when I say this. But I really think in five years, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if Netflix is around. Netflix, in a way, has the same problem Blockbuster did when Netflix hit the scene. And I don't think Netflix quite understands what, what's about to happen to it. Or maybe they do. They've gone billions of dollars into the whole trying to produce their own content. But I don't think they've produced anything that in the long run is that compelling. And and as uh, luck would have it, uh, if it's luck at all, I don't depend, depending on how conspiratorial you might be, um, it seems like the Me Too thing hit Netflix harder than any individual company. Of course, that's not the main consideration in all that. But, uh, you know, it's something I noticed. You know, it took out Kevin Spacey, which, of course, that was one of their uh, House of Cards, one of their big shows. Uh, it took down Danny Masterson, who uh, was uh, one of the stars of The Ranch, another Netflix show. Uh, there's a few other ones I'm thinking of. But Netflix, just in a couple of years, has lost uh, a lot of shows, or they've had to majorly retool a lot of their shows. Like you said, they lost the Marvel shows. They've lost House of Cards, which is probably which was already on its last legs anyway. Um, but now, you know, I think House of Cards had already jumped the shark. Okay. Oh, yeah. Got Josh Centers of Tidbits. She's the managing editor over there. A lot more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you a stock or options trader looking for real trading strategies that you can use immediately? Hi, my name is Scott Bauer, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, and I'm on a mission to become the number one options coach in America. I'm a former vice president at Goldman Sachs. I have over 25 years of options trading experience, and right now, I'm giving away my most famous options guide with over 20 unique options strategies that I use every day for free. You can't buy this guide anywhere. To claim your free options trading guide, simply call 855 844 9702 now and mention my name scott bauer and we will rush you the guide call 855-844-9702 and someone from my options team will help you get this guide in your inbox as quickly as possible call 855-844-9702 now and start learning to trade the right way simply call 855-844-9702 prosper with options stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. If I sound kind of weird, I have some kind of weird head cold. I can barely see out of my right eye. Gosh, I sound like I'm crippled. No, I'm not that bad. I think I'm pretty good for being 117 years old. I don't look a day over 118, they tell me. You know, very complimentary. But let's continue here with the discussion of TV and the TV streaming services where things are changing. Of course, you have Hulu, which is what, NBC... And I forget who else is on there. And then you've got CBS All Access for the CBS shows. But the only thing they offer that's compelling is Star Trek Discovery. And there's going to be a show featuring Captain Picard with Patrick Stewart after the Next Generation stuff. I have no idea what they expect to happen there. Yeah, they have that. And they also have uh, that new Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele, which I've, I've heard is really good, but I haven't seen it. But remember, is it worth spending a monthly fee to watch three shows or two shows, whatever it is? And that's the problem where you're going to see here. Now, I like the way the CWTV does it. For, I don't know, a couple of months, all the shows are free. You get the ads, but all the shows are free. The only issue there is after a couple of months, they fade out. They're gone. But then they go to Netflix. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I first heard about the the CBS All Access thing. Now, I haven't watched Star Trek Discovery and what little I've seen. Oh, it just doesn't look like to be my taste. And I don't really watch a ton of TV anymore myself, but uh, I don't know. It seems to be working either that. I mean, I don't know if it's making a lot of money, but, you know, it's been renewed for, an, you know, a second season and CBS seems content to keep it around. So it must be having some kind of success. Now, I think what a lot of people do for that show in particular is they will subscribe Maybe they'll follow the show, you know, as it's broadcast or uh, what, what I'd be more likely to do is you know, just wait until the end of a season, subscribe for a month, watch the whole thing and cancel. Uh, you know, and maybe CBS is OK with that. I don't know. It's uh, I, I would love to know what the behind the scenes economics behind that are. Well, it's a sure thing that a year from now, the industry may be different. Of course, we have Apple. What is Apple going to do? We had upfronts with Apple. That was what they had on the 25th of March. They called mm-hmm. them upfronts. They introduced the stars, provided a few trailers, and said, look, this wonderful thing that's happening. What's it cost? I don't know. Will any of it be free? I don't know. It'll be announced this fall. The thing here is I suspect Apple is also still trying to find the best route because that route may be different now than it might have been a year or two ago. Yeah, it was it was interesting uh, the format they used. I mean, I was tweeting and, and talking in uh, in our Slack channel, and, and we were talking about how um, how weird it all was. And and Michael Cohen, one of my cohorts at Tidbits, and he actually lives in Hollywood. You know, we both came to the same realization: these are upfronts. <laughs> and I think that the the real purpose of that wasn't so much to get the viewers interested in it. I, I think it was a message to Hollywood, and I think it was a two pronged message. First of all, it was a message to the actual working people of Hollywood who've had kind of rough go of it and a lot of uncertainty. And it was to say, we're here. We have a lot of money and we can hire you. <laughs> we have jobs for you. And, and I think the other message was to Hollywood executives. And this is the thing. Ever since Apple bailed out the music industry, the content industries, including the music industry, haven't seen it as Apple bailing them out. They see it as Apple taking them over and Apple ruining the music industry, which I think is just nonsense because the music industry is practically doomed before Apple came along. But anyway, so the the problem has been Apple's received a lot of resistance when it tries to do anything with video, anything in another medium. You know, if Apple wants to expand to services, you know, they're going to have to get past that stuff. And so I think this uh, event was very much about showing how much power Apple can amass without any help. Because, you know, like two things in particular, they brought out Spielberg and they brought out Oprah. And I can't think of two more powerful people in Hollywood than Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey. So, of course, they had Jennifer Aniston and uh, Reese Witherspoon, a lot of, you know, very high-level, powerful people. And, you know, and it's just Apple saying, look, we don't need you. Would you like to do business with us, or do, do you want us to just run over you? Also, remember that upfronts for TV networks and cable networks, that's for advertisers to show the new shows. The public obviously gets to see what's going on, but it's not for them. This here, it was kind of a hybrid. Apple wanted to show you what it's doing, but also alert Hollywood. Look at these people. I don't care so much about Oprah Winfrey. I think Steven Spielberg has power, but his best films are behind him. J.J. Abrams, well, he's doing that last Star Wars film. He didn't do so well with the Star Trek series that he took over. He directed two of the three films. There probably will not be a fourth Star Trek film, because Chris Pine wants a lot of money. 
because he's now famous because of Wonder Woman. And of course, his father was prayed by Chris Hemsworth. He lasted 30 seconds in the first film, and they wanted to bring him back for some reason, but he's Thor. So he wants more money. He's Thor. Right. Or he's getting sore if they allow him to do this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they brought J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams' whole thing is he, he kicks off a series and walks away and you know somebody else's mess to fix but you know then that again it's it's uh apple showing how much hollywood power they can amass on their own it was very much a join us or die sort of event i think you know because i mean look we have the we assemble the most powerful people in hollywood either get on board or get steamrolled i think that was the message apple was sending to hollywood right there it depends on what they're gonna do so we don't know Okay, now we did talk about Arcade with Peter Cohen because he's a gaming guy last week, and we were glad to do that. We've got the News Plus, and right now I do use news. I just don't think there's enough content in Plus to care about it because I can still get what I want. Yeah, the, uh, the problem, uh, we had a tidbit through that really uh, nailed, uh, really put the, the nail on the head. Well, he said, uh, you know, they they say they offer all these magazines, but what do they really mean when they have when they say they offer a magazine? Like, for instance, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal, of course, uh, isn't the full Wall Street Journal. It's like a curated version. But but here's the catch. And uh, Julio Heda Zapata is writing an article for Tidbits right now where he he, uh, explains this little trick. If you find a paywalled Wall Street Journal article, most of them are paywalled and you share it to the news app it will it will open in news if you're a news plus subscriber and it will open the article so the article may not be surfaced in news but or news plus but it's accessible if you know how to access it it's it's a very bizarre arrangement and then another uh tidbits reader uh who's uh who subscribes to the uh i think the print version of the new yorker maybe he does it through a library he gets the electronic version he compared the news plus version to the actual print version he said yeah they're different there's um like uh there's sections missing there's there's uh things that have been renamed for reasons he couldn't figure out so uh that's one of the more bizarre things about news plus and my understanding with news plus is that they only have about two hundred thousand subscribers right now we're Um, gonna have more about News Plus with Josh Jean. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump has told a gathering of Jewish Republicans in Las Vegas he's a good friend of Israel's and will still be after he wins the 2020 election. Shabbat Shalom. He told the crowd of Jewish Republicans that unlike his predecessors, he keeps his promises, moving the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem and more recently recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. We did a great job, and we feel great about it. He said Democrats would leave Israel out there, and he accused them of harboring anti-Semites, and not more forcefully condemning liberal critics of Israel. Now the Democrats have even allowed the terrible scourge of anti-Semitism to take root in their party and in their country. This is USA Radio News. Money, 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 money. You gotta have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call LendingTree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business. So you'll get loans with competitive interest rates. And in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call LendingTree now. 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315, we've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote, 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now. 1-800-583-8662 or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. You heard right. Proactive MD plus free shipping and a free gift. The new charcoal pore cleansing brush. You'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back. Call now, 1-800-583-8662. That's 1-800-583-8662. Or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. Again, go to Proactive.com and enter promo code RADIO. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next.
Josh Senders of Tidbits. And we're talking about Apple's new stuff, his new services, and some of the issues about News Plus. And we know that the Wall Street Journal is going to offer a more consumer-oriented version of the content. So all the business stuff, all right, stock markets, all the stuff that people get from the print version or go online and go through a paywall, it won't be there. That's going to be interesting what that is. And that may create a problem for all the other content. How much of these hundreds of magazines are you going to see through News Plus? Again, news is enough for me. I don't have any more time. So forget about it. I think News Minus, actually. Anyway, let's move on. The previous week, Apple kind of sort of caught up with some of the hardware that hadn't been updated. We've got a new iMac now with a six-core, eight-core processors in the 27-inch version. And I saw Apple Insider did a benchmark, and the base, the most powerful version in single-core is faster than the iMac Pro, but in multiple-core, it's a little slower. But you see where we're getting there. So obviously, Apple's going to have to start speeding up the iMac Pro then. But imagine when the first iMac came out in 1998. Did you think 21 years later, there would be a version of this iMac with a 27-inch ultra-high-definition screen, 5K, super-high-definition, whatever you want to call it, and 8-core processor, and all the other bells and whistles, lots and lots of RAM. All this on a computer that originally was based on notebook parts with a CRT. And it's still based on notebook parts uh, in a lot of ways. But yeah, it's it's had an amazing run. It's definitely been one of the banner products of the second Jobs era and beyond. Uh, it's really stood the test of time. And, and really, um, you know, there are so many Mac models that I'm kind of down on. But the, the iMac, I still wholeheartedly recommend. Now, I will tell you, uh, one thing I do recommend, now I have the 2014, I have the first Retina 27-inch uh, 5K iMac. Uh, it's held up very well, but if I get a new one, hopefully I'll get one in the next couple of years, I, I highly recommend getting SSD only. Uh, the Fusion Drive has treated me well, but here's the problem, is APFS, which is the new file system that Apple introduced in Mojave. This iMac doesn't run Mojave, and you're about to learn why. Uh, APFS does not play well with spinning hard drives or with fusion drives, which is a part SSD, part spinning drive. And so my recommendation for anything Mac is uh, these days because of APFS, you know, go pure SSD, spend that extra money. I'm not entirely sure on these new 27 inch models, if you can upgrade the RAM, I think you can. But uh, fact check me before you order. But I'll I tell you what, it should be the same as the one you have. The bottom of it, check it. It's very easy to upgrade RAM on the 27-inch, the 21.5-inch, forget about it. Now, I will have to say this, Apple's still putting Fusion drives with APFS because that's a standard file system on the new iMacs. I have an iMac from your era with a Fusion drive. It upgraded to APFS. It's fine. It's working fine. Sure. Okay. I might try it on this one, but I'm going to tell you. Remember, there was a problem oh. with the first release that contained APFS, and it didn't support Fusion drives. So the next year, 
Apple got that fixed. Well, now I'll tell you, um, Michael Cohen and some other people I know who who have Fusion drives and who have, or, or in some cases, I think Michael just has just has a spinning disk, have had some very bad performance with with APFS. And yeah, there could be some other factors too. Just in general, as much as I like the Fusion drive, uh, even I have trouble with it sometimes. Sometimes it, it part of the reason I haven't upgraded from High Sierra is I feel like Apple finally got the performance right or I wasn't getting beach balls all the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not messing with this system <laughs> until I replace it. I have a version of Mac OS that runs smoothly. Uh, I don't have to do you know anything else to it. And uh, I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm just going to leave it alone because uh, this is my production machine. I have another machine that runs Mahai, so I'm not out of the loop. You know, that's uh, that's my own personal recommendation. Go SSD everything. And also minimum of 16 gigs of RAM uh, in any Mac you get. And in the case of the iMac, yeah, you'll save a small fortune uh, by doing your own RAM upgrade. And the RAM upgrade, it's like you said, there's a little panel in, in the bottom. Uh, it's it's really easy to do. You don't have to you know look at a whole lot of circuitry or anything. You don't have to crack anything open. It's uh, very easy to do. So that's that's the way I recommend going on that. It takes you five minutes. That's it. Yeah. Five minutes. Very, very easy job. Now, changing the RAM on the iMac Pro is a pain. <laughs> I'll tell you about that. It's a pain <laughs> like that. Now, the other point to mention here with the newest operating systems, the only thing I see with APFS, I don't think it's that. I see an occasional beach ball, but I have one backup drive that is a little shaky. It's a very old one. And I mean to put together a little extra money and get a new backup drive. Because now I can get a four terabyte backup drive for what, 20 cents or something like that? I forget. Yeah. They're not quite that cheap, but um, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty inexpensive. That's the other thing, too, my backup software. I use um, Carbon Copy Cloner, and I haven't paid for an upgrade that let me do APFS. And uh, so, I'm, I, so I'll so either have to upgrade or I'll have to switch to Super Duper. And I'm kind of thinking about switching to Super Duper because Carbon Copy Cloner was a upgrade every year. Super Duper hasn't charged for an upgrade in years. You know, I may switch to that just because it'll, it'll save a lot of money. Yeah, they got to charge for things, going to keep them going. You know how that is. Anyway, we had the iPads and the iPad Air, and I'm kind of confused about this. So the iPad Air is basically the iPad Pro with a slightly smaller screen, two speakers instead of four, the non-X version of the A12 processor, and some other odds and ends, but you're getting, what, for $200 less, no, $300, was it $499 compared to $799, $300 less, you're getting... What, 90% of the iPad Pro? It's kind of like the iPhone XR, which is $300 cheaper than the iPhone XS, but you get 90 or 95% of the glory. So I don't understand the iPad Air at all. They didn't mention anything about the entry-level model. I do not understand the iPad Mini 5 at all. I don't think it's worth it. Um, you know, I think if you're the kind of person that likes the iPad mini, I mean, it's probably welcome, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you can get the base model iPad for 329 and the mini, and this is the bizarre thing. Apple historically has always equated larger screen with higher price and more processor, right? So the iPad mini is just a shrunk down version of the regular 329 iPad, but it's what 399 
So, yeah, I, I really wouldn't recommend it for most people. And I, I get the feeling Apple might be kind of reluctant to even sell it at all. But there are some people who are, and I guess maybe enough people there are diehard fans. Now, we'll tell you what's interesting is, uh, it, you know, we think it might be a sign that Apple uh, could come out or update the uh, uh, iPhone, iPhone SE. They might come out with a new iPhone SE or, or something like it. Uh, you know, maybe they're acknowledging that some people do want a smaller device. So I think it's kind of interesting from that point. But if, uh, you know, if there's somebody out there who wants a smaller iPad that supports an Apple Pencil, more power to them. Now, what I find odd uh, is that they all, they're all they all uh, supporting the original Apple Pencil. So now you have two Apple Pencils that I don't think it's like, I don't, I'm not sure if they're advertised like Apple Pencil 1, Apple Pencil 2, but it's, it's, it's confusing in any case. Um, and, and I personally think the original Apple pencil is a pretty flawed product. Cause it- you know, it's not confusing are these announcements more to come with Josh and Gene on the tech night out live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a 1,000 copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text BESTSELLER and get it for free. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text BESTSELLER to 49776.
This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So we're continuing to try to justify the existence of an iPad Mini 5, where Apple, out of the blue, Updates this, like, you know, I guess we should update this. You almost get that impression. This stuff was introduced with press releases, even the new AirPods, because Apple was pushing services the following week. I do think at the WWDC, we might see an upgraded iMac Pro. I'm getting, with all the eyes, I'm getting uh, <laughs> frustrated. A new iMac Pro and perhaps unveiling what the Mac Pro is going to be like. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's over, overdue for that, aren't we? Well, it's 2019, and you have to think business-oriented machines would quite likely be available for introduction during the WWDC. The other thing is here, when is the next generation Xeon going to be out? Is it out already? They may be waiting on chips from Intel, which, you know hasn't been as convenient or as reliable as it has been in the past. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But now I, I will tell you, there there is a real problem with the iMac Pro, the existing one. Um, I'm actually, uh, I've been editing an article by Jeff Duncan that's uh, about to come out in, in uh, tidbits. It should be out net by the time people listen to this. And uh, he talks about the T2 chip in the iMac Pro, which is a, a, a supposedly it's a security chip. 
Really, what it does is stop third-party repair. But anyway, so there's apparently a problem related to the T2 chip where it causes, if you use USB audio devices, um, as, as a lot of professional audio people do, it causes like little hiccups in recording. And, and Gene, you're a radio guy. You're an audio guy. You know how disastrous something like that can be to professional audio production. So, you know, and this is, and that's who these, that's for. It's for like audio producers, people like that. So just imagine you have some famous musician in your studio and he's laying down a track and suddenly it goes, beep, you know, it makes like a noise. And, you know, and that's in the track. And you have to say, hey, oh, hey, could you, could you do another take on that? I'm sorry. My computer blip. Yeah, you but know, I think uh, here, I think you can get rid of that blip. You think you can get rid in, of it? In post, sure. You can get rid of it. Maybe in post. Yeah, I don't know. But in any case, now, Jeff is is a professional musician. He's, he's a lot of things. He's a coder, musician, freelance writer, and uh, he's he's pretty irate about it. So I'll, so I'll take his professional opinion on that. You know, it's it's definitely not something. It's definitely something you that's undesirable in a five thousand dollar professional machine. And I don't know. I, there's a lot of things with Apple, especially with the Mac line, like this keyboard thing. This keyboard thing keeps getting worse. It's a stubbornness. There's just a lot of stubbornness on Apple's part. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the fix is. Well, I, the fix to me, I think, would be pretty simple. <laughs> you know, maybe not cheap, but simple. So I don't know. Well, at least Apple has kind of sort of caught up with the Mac, except for the professional computers, which I still expect for this summer. So there it goes. In terms of iPhones, I'm hearing, you know, weird stories, but nothing that's going to get rid of the notch. I am not a fan of notches. Yeah, I'm increasingly less enthralled with it. Well, it's also frustrating when you see, you know, Android phones or various phones from China and uh, they don't have a notch or they have a very small notch or it's like a circle or like a little dip instead of the big, you know, huge notch. Now, I, you know, I don't know all the, the trade-offs are there. But, you know, you might be better off with a big notch. Maybe you're getting, you know, maybe it's all the Face ID sensors need that. I don't know. Like I didn't mind it so much at first. The more I use my iPhone 10, the more tired of it I get. That being said, I, I really like my iPhone 10. It's held up very well. I've had it for like a year and a half now. I'll be due for an upgrade. Well, technically, I'm due for an upgrade every year, but you know, I'll have it paid off in September. And you know, I, I don't have any problems with it. So uh, it's it's been a pretty good phone for me, and it's still pretty plenty fast. Well, as a matter of fact, we have an iPhone 6S lying around here with iOS 12. It's plenty fast. Yeah, iOS 12 did a lot to make those older phones faster. A lot of old stuff lying around here. My wife has an iPad Air 2, and it runs perfectly fine with iOS 12. And that's a machine that came out in 2014, by the way. Okay? So the one she has has got to be close to five years old now. Although we got it refurbed and cheap and whatever. But considering that, these things hold up forever. Yeah, I think that's kind of been a curse for Apple because uh, they've had a hard time selling <laughs> selling enough new iPads, right? They've, they've kind of struggled with iPad numbers, but they really do last a long time. You know, I've had uh, three at this point. I had an iPad 2, an iPad Air, and a 10.5-inch iPad Pro. The iPad Air still runs uh, fine, 
And then, uh, you know, I haven't booted up the iPad 2 in a long time, but I'm, I'm sure if I charged it up, I could probably get it going. I mean, the software would be outdated, but, you know, hardware-wise, it, you know, probably still be okay. My sister-in-law has an iPad 3. Yeah. It works. Yeah, I know people... I know people still using iPad 3s, you know, iPad, you know, similarly old iPads. I always like to mention this after the new introductions. On two or three occasions on this show, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer has suggested the Mac Pro when it's introduced. And the reason why it's taking so long is it will be the first time Apple uses its own processor. Take that for what you will. What do you think? I mean, could be there, there's something that's delaying it. And, and for those of us who just want a, just a box that has a, a processor in it and is just basically a normal PC that we can fiddle with. It's not a good sign because it wouldn't take that long to assemble something like that. Something like the cheese grater Mac pro. Um, you know, I get it. I get a feeling where we get something way more over-engineered than that, unfortunately. Um, so I mean, they, yeah, that could be somewhere they could they could introduce that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do know they're working on ARM processors. They have been for some time. You know, and that isn't a big that shouldn't be a big shock to anybody. Now, as to whether you know they have firm plans to move the Mac to ARM, I don't know whether that ever happens. I don't know. I do know it's something they've been investigating. Um, and you know they'd be crazy not to be investigating it, but you know it couldn't tell you if a switch will happen, what form that will take, or when you'll see it. And also, I would question whether Apple would take its most critical professional computer that professionals need for work for which they are paid. They're paying a pretty penny for this computer. They're possibly paying something in five figures for a well-configured one. Why would they take a chance on a new processor? And the answer is, I can't see it. I think if Apple's going to introduce it, it's going to be on the cheapest machine, maybe the MacBook. The MacBook hasn't, hasn't been updated. Make that the first machine to install an A-series chip. Yeah, I, th- I think that sounds right. Um, you know, and it would make the most sense because, you know, that's where you want the battery life. That's where you want the less heat. That's where performance isn't as key. You know, to me, that would make the most sense. You know, it's, it's going to be hard enough for Apple to use an ARM chip to replace Intel. Totally doable at, at that level, though. But it's going to be a lot harder to replace Xeon processors with their own silicon. I think that's that's a much taller order. So, yeah, I think you're probably right on that, Gene. Well, you know, I want to say that Brian was wrong. It's a very unique kind of theory. I'm interested in seeing where it lies. Apple, you know, this, new, this new Apple, I can never tell what they're going to do. <laughs> it's really different what's going on there. Now, this is kind of embarrassing for Apple. They were going to introduce something called Air Power, some multi, multiple charging pad or something. And it was announced what? to be available one year it didn't show up and finally finally they said you know what we can't do it how often does apple ever say i'm sorry we can't do it you know i 
We've asked people, we and, and you know, tidbits. Uh, you know, we have a lot of old school Mac users, and we couldn't we couldn't think of a single example of Apple ever doing this. Uh, or if they have, it's been a really long time. Um. So, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. I, I would love to know what the story is uh, behind it, because uh, they've been better off not announcing it at all. Than to to than to announce it and then have to just kind of give up on it. Let's not give up on this. More to come on the Tech Night Owl live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So Apple has that embarrassing failure, but it'll be in the headlines for three seconds. I don't think anybody cares at this point. You want to get a charge? There are products out there that can handle it. So that's where it's going on there. There's an article here saying Verizon now offering free call filtering to block telemarketers. I got an email from AT&T. They have such a feature too. 
Yeah, AT&T and T-Mobile offer uh, something like this. There's a lot of pressure from the FCC to get the robocall situation under control. And you know, I personally get three to five of the calls a day. Now, it seems like ever since I, inst- uh, I set up the Verizon call blocker, I get like two a day. So it's an improvement, but still, it's still pretty bad. So, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, if you go to tidbits.com, we have this article where I tell you how to install this uh, this filter and uh, it is free to activate there is a 2.99 a month uh subscription you can you can buy uh that enhances it somewhat lets you customize the spam list things like that but you can get some basic level protection for free now uh this works through uh, apple's call kit and there's a lot of other apps that that use this technology you know the advantage you know if you're a verizon customer uh you know if you get something you know similar through, through your carrier you can, uh, like I said, it's it's free. You know, most of these charge something to use. You know, I, I recommend you know, if these things are driving you nuts, it's an easy way to uh, protect yourself from these things. I don't have it in front of me, but AT and T scheme is there is a free version, and then there is an optional version that is not free. Yeah, that's that's my understanding with AT and T and T Mobile as well. But it's you know one of the uh, it's hard for me to write about things like that because I'm, I'm pretty much stuck to Verizon. And so I, unfortunately I don't have test phones from other carriers. You know, there are some organizations where they have just, you know, all kinds of test devices from different carriers and, and things like that. And unfortunately uh, I'm limited to what I have. And the only, literally the only carrier that works where I'm at is Verizon. And I don't even have Verizon reception at my house. Uh, I depend on Wi-Fi calling. But yeah, if you have a free way to, to filter these things, I highly recommend it. Even though, like I said, it's not 100%. There's a there's a protocol they're working on, an authentication protocol the carriers are working on called, and I'm not making this up, I swear it's called Shaken Stir, or, or maybe it's Stir Shaken. But anyway, it is a... Uh, it was done op- by someone who favors Bond, James Bond. Right. Yeah, obviously. You see, part of the problem with this is these spammers will spoof a phone number and it's very easy to do with our antiquated phone system that was you know designed you know in the 60s or before that even and so you know I, i've gotten you know many a profanity laced tirade before because uh you know all these spammers will call somebody and and they finally had enough of these calls and they call and, and so they call the number back they use my number and you know, like, hey, well, well, I, I didn't do it, man. <laughs> and it takes them a minute to realize that they've been had. You know, I've done the same thing because I'll, I'll get like a missed. You know, I used to would get a missed call from what seemed to be a local number. I call them back. I'm like, did you call me? Like, no, I, I haven't called anybody. So yeah, that that's a real problem. I don't I don't think it'll stop the robocall thing, but at least uh, maybe it'll stop the um, identity theft aspect. What I got this morning is a typical Microsoft one. This is Microsoft. Your license no longer works for your PC. Call this number to get it fixed. Of course, I use a Mac. And I would think that if there was a problem there, how would they know the personal phone number? If you gave your phone number to Microsoft, they're not going to call you. Microsoft doesn't call you, but these people find unwary victims enough obviously to justify this thing yeah it affects a lot of uh, elderly people unfortunately i get them all the time 
about a, some something about a student loan. I'm like, I hate to tell you, I don't have a student loan. I you couldn't you couldn't give me a uh, student loan. <laughs> so you know, no, thank you. I, whatever it is, not interested. I get a calls occasionally. Well, we got a great homeowner refinancing deal. I say, I do not own a home. Where did you get my name? Yeah. <laughs> and, and one person called using a trade name that I haven't used in like 12 years. So they must be taking a list from what? The early 2000s or the 1990s and trying to see whether that list works in 2019. These people are dumb. But I agree with you about the caller ID spoofing. I mean, I once got a call from me because it was the same number. And of course, the contact list in my iPhone identifies that number as me. So I called me to talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard from a tidbits reader who uh, got a spam call that said it was from her mother. Well, if I got a spam call from my mother... I would think it would come through the Ouija board. You're right. Just saying. Anyway, I want to talk to you about one other thing, which, of course, is the Apple Card. Apple okay? Card, yeah. Apple Card. Goldman Sachs getting together with Apple to set up a credit card. Now, obviously, it's supposed to be more secure. They're going to have a scheme there where if you want to buy something online, it will generate a one-time number, card number, that you can use with that vendor. And no other vendor can use it. It's going to be, what, for Bloomingdale's or Amazon or something like that. Somebody else tries to use it, too bad. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting features here. Jeff Porton wrote um, a really interesting article for tidbits uh, that went into a lot of details about it. And uh, I think there's probably a good reason to think that this will, this will introduce, this will bring a lot of change to the industry because there's a lot of very uh, consumer friendly features with the Apple card that, that, you know, regulate that, you know, wannabe regulators have been calling for for some time, but haven't had any ability to actually demand and you know like one for one thing it'll tell you exactly how much you're going to pay in interest um you know if you if you don't pay off the full balance you know it lets you easily calculate that so there's a lot of good stuff there i'm i'm kind of torn on apple card because on one hand it's um it is a very well designed product from everything i've seen and it has a lot of what i think are going to end up being very good things for every credit card customer um, on the other hand, uh, I'm not sure this is exactly what Apple will be doing, and I, I think it's also a sort of a transparent money-making scheme, and it's also, you know, and I'm kind of a libertarian-minded guy, but at, at this point, you know, you know, I've laughed at, you know, Elizabeth Warren talking about breaking, you know, splitting Apple off from the App Store. I think that's silly. But now when they start having their own credit card and they start kind of acting almost like their own bank. I know they're working with Goldman Sachs, but I mean, they're inching ever closer to that. That starts getting to be a whole other level of power. And and that starts making me nervous too. So I, I have uh, I have some very deep conflicts about that. But for now, the Apple card is going to be a thing. I haven't decided whether I'm going to sign up for it yet. Um, 
Although, you know, that's the thing, you know, it, it, on the surface, you'd almost be stupid if you're an Apple customer to not sign up for it because you get 3% cash back on everything you buy from Apple. Um, so that's pretty, that, but I mean, I did the math, you know, and really 3% isn't just, isn't that much, you know, in the great scheme of things, um, you know, it's not that much of a discount. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'll probably, I'll probably will, will give nothing else just so I can, I can test things with it and, and write about it and be knowledgeable about it for the sake of my readers. But I'm, I'm very leery about it. I'm very skeptical of it. I also wonder what kind of credit requirements, whether if your credit is iffy, mm-hmm. Apple will consider you. we got more to come. One more segment with Josh Sanders of Tidbits on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a 1,000 copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text bestseller and get it for free. Text bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text bestseller to 49776. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. 
I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Homemakers, groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always priced less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. What is this European Union? They go their own way. They pass a copyright directive. What is different about it? So, yeah, they passed something. It's called the, um, the full name of it is the Copyright and the Digital Single Market Directive. This isn't a law itself, but basically it's a directive for European Union countries to pass laws to fulfill this directive. Okay, so there's two articles in it. They're very controversial. Um, there's Article 11, which requires licenses for nearly all online use of news content. So for instance, you know, let's say tidbits links to a New York Times article. Well, if we want to be compliant with European law, we we need to have a license from the New York Times to link to that content at all, which is crazy, right? And I'm not talking about using the content, I'm talking about even just linking to it. And then you have Article 13, and Article 13 is really crazy. Every platform is liable for users sharing anything that's copyright infringing, like Reddit or Tidbits Talk, you know, our, our discussion board. You know, we're, we're going to have, we, we're required to have some sort of filter involved. What's probably going to happen is Google is probably going to be the ones that profit from this, even though Google fought this thing tooth and nail, because the one company I see best poised to implement a, a filter like this is Google. It's kind of a crazy requirement. And so, I think it's some serious overreach by the European Union. But the European Union, look, I've talked to Europeans, and they, they firmly believe that Europe should be ruling the world. And so that's that's what the European Union is. And don't accept any other excuses. I mean, this is you know, this is an attempt at world conquest because these these laws, just like the GDPR, which a lot of people celebrated, but you know they, they try to make it so that every company in the world has to abide, you know, has to abide by these. Now, I can't tell you what the tidbits plan is. The EU countries have two years to implement this, these laws. And there's also, of course, going to be court battles. And it's one of those things we'll just cross the bridge when we get to it. Now, I know tidbits and take control both did a lot of work to make ourselves GDPR compliant. For tidbits, it wasn't that big of a deal. We're pretty careful about private information in the first place. 
you know, whether we're compliant with this or not, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, but that's that's basically the gist of it. So if you want to link to news sources, you have to have a license from wherever that source is. And then uh, if you have anywhere like a forum or user share content, you have to have some kind of uh, filtration in place so they can't share copyrighted content. And the copyrighted content, that could be a lot of different things. Like if they have a meme that includes like a screenshot from a movie, oh, guess what? That's that's something you're, you're supposed to filter out. Um, a lot of people have criticized Article 13 as uh, basically regulation against memes. You know, I understand the desire of copyright holders to control how their works are distributed. A link? A link's a good thing. Yeah, and, and, and that is the that that is the reasoning the, the European Union gives. They say it's all about protecting artists is really what they get down to. But I and the Electronic Frontier Foundation isn't the least bit happy about this. They've been sounding the alarm about it. They actually said the the version they eventually got passed was actually somehow worse. Um, than, than it was before. And so, you know, my own, I guess, conspiratorial take on it is that, you know, there have been a lot of memes that have fueled the worldwide populist rebellion that we've seen. You know, you mentioned Brexit. Of course, there's Trump. There's the yellow vests in France. And these movements have spread online through the use of memes. And so there's a lot of people that think that this is... They're trying to clamp down on that. They're trying to clamp down on because, you know, many memes shared online use some sort of copyrighted material. Uh, you know, one famous example is the the Pepe frog that became sort of a symbol of the alt-right in, the, you know, in 2016. And the original creator of that comic, you know, used his copyright powers to try to shut that down largely unsuccessfully, I might add. So that would give someone like him, uh, and I can't think of the artist's name off the top of my head, that would give someone like him a lot more power to uh, to control how that's used. So, I mean, I, I do think that those critics ha- have a point. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll, I'll leave it as an exercise to the listener. But, you know, that's that's just sort of all the, um, the different things being discussed around Articles 11 and 13. The unfortunate thing, and uh, Cory Doctorow, who uh, used to be uh, pretty tight with the EFF, and he blogs at Boing Boing. Uh, he's been pretty outspoken against it. I mean, and this is—it's going to be a real crimp in user-shared content. I think that's that's just the long and short of it. Last things coming out of the EU, plus the daily fine against Google. How many billions of euros do they owe now? I've lost track. Seven something. Yeah, something like that. Six or seven billion. There was, it was just what was it, 1.5 billion uh, for, uh, oh yeah, for um, they didn't want to advertise other search engines in, in their own ads. And I think they have to pay one, one and a half billion dollars for that. And in that case, that's probably just the cost of doing business, right? They probably made a lot more money from that decision than they had to you know, pay the EU. But yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot, and a lot of this stuff, let's be honest, a lot of this stuff with the European Union. Uh, they're not big fans of our tech companies, and a lot of that's just sour grapes because Europe doesn't have the sort of tech industry the United States does, and they've always been kind of bitter about it. In any case, this is a very crazy world out there, and it will only get crazier before it gets normal. There is nothing normal about this. <laughs> At least now this they're is the what? new normal. Pardon? 
what's like they did in the movie Young Frankenstein, Abby Normal. (laughs) Remember that phrase? Abby Normal? Yeah. That's when Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, whatever, his assistant, Igor, or Igor, unfortunately takes the wrong brain to be inserted into the cranium of the monster. If anyone remembers that, anyone remember? Young Frankenstein, a black and white film. I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's worth watching all these years later. Yeah, <sighs> I remember. I've been wait- w- waiting for the world to go back to normal since 9-12-2001. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> it just gets weirder and weirder. All right. Josh Sanders, tell our listeners, please. If they're really, really curious about the things you do, where do they go? <laughs> Tidbits.com. You can read most of my work there. You can check out my books at TakeControlBooks.com. You can hire me for bar mitzvahs and birthday parties at JoshCenters.com. And if you're really brave, you can follow me on Twitter at JCenters. A lot of fun. And we're going to be looking forward here to how Brian's predictions, Brian Chaffin's predictions, at the Mac Observer Fair, will Apple come out with a product? A Mac with A-series chips, whether it's a Mac Pro or otherwise. Anyway, Josh and I will not make a bet over it. Right? Josh Sanders, thank I'm you for joining us. I'm not a betting man anyway. Say it, say it again? Yeah. I'm not a betting man anyway. <laughs> Nor am I. When I go to a casino, the rare times I go to a casino, my betting budget is $20. Josh Sanders, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The annual Republican Jewish Coalition Leadership Conference is happening in Las Vegas. President Trump addressed the crowd and spoke of his upcoming 2020 campaign and also the economy. Since the election, we've created more than 5.5 million new jobs, including 600,000 manufacturing jobs, things that nobody would have allowed me to say on the campaign trail. They would have said, oh, he exaggerated. He told the crowd of Jewish Republicans that, unlike his predecessors, he keeps his promises. 
The sale of high-capacity magazines is stopped once again in California. A judge has granted an injunction while the state appeals the lifting of a 20-year ban. The same judge threw out the state's ban on magazines last week as infringing on the Second Amendment. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaruth, the capitalist evangelist. I'm here to introduce you to a special company with the potential to be one of the great all-American stories. Fortum Resources is a publicly traded, diversified, natural resource company with oil, gas, and mining properties in North America and internationally. Fortum is led by Chairman Mark Bruner, the legendary oil man who built ultra petroleum from a 15-cent stock to $200 per share, creating $15 billion in shareholder profits. Mark has 30 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, overseeing contracts with Halliburton, ExxonMobil, and Hess. Fordham has over 350,000 acres of oil and gas resources, and more than half the acreage has been evaluated by world-renowned auditors Deloitte Touche. Fordham also owns the rights to the 180-square-mile City of Gold mining property. Fordham is traded on two global exchanges, U.S. ticker symbol FTMR. Repeat, FTMR. This is a rare ground floor opportunity to capitalize on a proven energy industry legend. Please visit FordhamResources.com. That's Fordham, F-O-R-T-E-M, Resources.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, and we did pose this question of Adam Inkst earlier. Apple has an event on March 25th, and I understand some of you may not hear the show until after March 25th, so you'll see if we're a bunch of fools or we got it right. Brian, welcome aboard. Is all the conventional wisdom right about this? What conventional wisdom? Okay, conventional wisdom, Apple's services mostly. Apple's TV thingy. Yes. Okay. That this event will be mostly about services? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, there's no way Apple's going to want to dilute any marketing message here with the introduction of new hardware. This is going to be all about uh, the streaming service. So considering that, what do we expect or what do we know about the streaming service now? Well, um, we know that Apple's been putting together shows for a very, very long time. Um, They've been developing shows. We also know that uh, Apple executives, including Tim Cook, have been uh, meddling in the production of those shows, which concerns me greatly. And 
And uh, we know that Apple is going to be offering a streaming service. What we don't know is pricing. What we don't know is if it'll be somehow rolled into Apple Music, which I doubt, will be a standalone service, which I assume, uh, which will, if it'll be bundled with Apple Music, which seems a little, it could be bundled, I mean, uh, as an option, that seems likely. And also uh, whether or not Apple is going to offer some uh, period of free watching, which I assume they'll do just like they did with the uh, music and offer three months free. Now, looking at Apple's roster makes me think of the same thing from CBS All Access, which is, I like one show on CBS All Access, Star Trek Discovery. I don't know about the show that's going to feature Patrick Stewart as an aging Jean-Luc Picard. But that's not enough to make a service. Well, sure. Um, I, I get where you're coming from there. However, Apple has signed dozens of shows. We don't know. That, I, I, there's no way they'll all be released at launch. But but Apple, you know, like I said, we, we know that Apple has signed dozens of shows. The Hollywood, uh, you know, gossip slash leak slash rumor mill has been has been covering these to great effect for the last year and a half well there are no secrets when it comes to production because you'll see it in variety you will see the information in hollywood reporter and anything that involves mainstream producers mainstream production companies will not go unreported right which is essentially what i just said exactly so in any case even looking at a couple of dozen shows, and I've seen the list, there's some sci-fi things I might like to watch. Ronald D. Moore has one. There are a few others I might like to watch. Mm-hmm. So maybe three, maybe three or four shows. Is that enough? I was thinking here that Apple would offer it three ways. A bundle with news, Apple Music, and the video. A bundle, say $14.99 base price. Then offer the TV shows at a special introductory price of $1.99 a month to get you sucked in. Or offer it free for people who have Apple Music, at least for a while. What do you think? Well, again, I I think they'll offer uh, an introductory. uh, There's a rumor that the service would be free, period. For, you know, if you have an Apple device, it'll be free. Uh, I think that doesn't make any sense whatsoever for a company that is trying to grow services revenue. Uh, and it also makes no sense to me why they would offer uh, video for free when they're charging for music, when they're, you know, the video is costing a lot more money to produce. So what makes the most sense to me, like I said, is that there will be a three month free uh, period, just like there was with um, uh, Apple music when it first rolled out. And that it'll then be, I would think, nineteen ninety nine a month, but maybe maybe as little as nine ninety nine, and maybe in that sweet spot in between, at fourteen ninety nine, like you said. Um, I think it probably really depends on how many shows they're rolling with uh, uh, at first, and what they tell us that they're going to be. You know, like you know, we're going to be announcing, we're going to be introducing X number of new shows every three months. You know, if if the 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 more they're giving us the more the more the last one 
it won't be anything like, for example, Netflix, where you have a few new shows and you have lots of back content. With the new Disney streaming service, I understand all the Disney movies will be there in addition to the new stuff. Another incentive. Of course, CBS All Access, everything from CBS, all the back shows, plus a few new ones. This is what grabs yeah, you. I, if Apple's I, just going to offer the new shows, you have to like some of them. Uh, that's true. And I mean, and, uh, I would caution against assuming that just because you are only interested in three of them, that everybody will only be interested in three of them. Um, you know, TV watching taste are, are obviously very subjective and personal. But we also don't know if there will be back content available. Apple has long wanted to get into the, um, you know, the, the 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 streaming TV business in terms of of offering uh, content that wasn't their own, and that could be coming to fruition here too. And you know, we 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 just don't know yet. Will they offer other content? And the other question, of course, is. We are getting more and more of these services. Certainly, a family with smaller children would want to consider Disney. And you have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and separate subscriptions for Showtime and HBO. You add it all up. The cable cord cutter is suddenly spending a lot more than maybe they expected. And the thing I wonder, therefore, is how many of these shows... These services are people going to subscribe to? Well, it's prob- uh, probably not all of them, especially as more and more of them are introduced. I imagine that um, Apple has a, 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 a really good leg to stand on considering the strength of its overall ecosystem and, and the, the loyalty of its users in general. Uh, but surely, surely there will, there, there is. There is assuredly a maximum number of subscription services that most people are willing to pay for. Whether or not we've hit that number yet, I don't know. Whether or not, like, you know, an Apple subscription gain means a Hulu loss, I don't know. Um, we we will see, and I think a lot of it also too depends upon how much great original content is going to continue to be a product of all of these standalone services. It's anyone's guess. What else is going to be there? Some suggested a new subscription service, which I don't know about. I know that most of the stuff that you get online from newspapers is free or you get a minimum number of free per month. New York Times, you get 10 articles. I think the same for Washington Post. With the Washington Post, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you pay a much lower price per month. So some of the newspapers offer subscription services. Others do not. And other publications which are dealt with in news do not. So where do you monetize that? I think that Apple can probably make this platform big enough to, to have the monetization being, by the way, you, you mentioned a new subscri- a subscription service at the beginning. And um, to, to clarify, we're talking about a new newspaper slash magazine subscription service. Correct. And the question is here, do people care about magazines anymore? More to come with Ryan Chaffin 
I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know their good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com when I was a kid, I wanted to be just like Cal Ripken. It's definitely humbling to know that now people are calling me a hero. 
instead of finding the IED with my metal detector, the IED found me first and that resulted in double above knee amputations. It's hard to describe the feeling of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to be like. There are people now that are looking up to you for their inspiration and to be their role model. Visit SaluteHeroes.org to learn more. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So riddle me this, Brian Chaffin. Do people yes. even care yes. about magazines? Certainly in terms of news, newspapers are pretty much passe. They still exist. We used to call them in the old days the morning fish wrapper. Disc jockeys would call them that. And they served a purpose, which is now supplanted by getting online. Any news source you want is online. I don't think I've touched a physical newspaper in, I can't remember. Well, you know, I haven't either. I do read a lot in Apple News. Um, I do read, uh, I certainly read through Google News, you know, linking to the, the individual sites. Uh, still, what I think, and, and there is still a business for magazines. Magazines are still sold, and advertising is still sold for magazines. The question to me is whether or not a quality subscription service that works for the consumer that, that that is aimed at the way consumers actually want to consume this content if that won't take better take i should say the the the, the print industry further into the digital era and i think that it could like this may be the thing that magazines need it, it, it may be a disaster for them, but it may be also be the thing that they need. And it may be a lifeline for newspapers. It may be a lifeline for local newspapers. We don't know yet if Apple's even catering to local news. I, I, I hope that they are because local news needs the most help. So I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. And we don't know if this service will be launched at this event two or if that would be a later uh event a, 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 perhaps a standalone event and the only other real possibility i think for this media event is is the vague possibility of new apple tv hardware but i don't really think that'll happen i think apple is mostly focused on licensing airplay and itunes to major tv makers so that kind of eliminates a lot of the need for the Apple TV if you have a recent smart TV and the apps, the third-party apps that are not related to TV content, networks or individual channels, they're not going anywhere anyway. That's a big loser for the Apple TV. So that's a way of saving the platform, if not saving the product. I don't know if they come up with anything new. There was a story that Apple would replace the cheapest iPad with a version with a 10.2 inch screen as opposed to 10.5 inches for the pro. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening at this event. Uh, I, I don't think Apple wants this story to be muddled here. I think Apple wants everybody focused on this 
stream the streaming platform the streaming uh, video uh original content video platform I, I think that apple really wants everybody focused on that for that reason i don't expect other major announcements at this event i, th- I think it's going to focus on that i think too if they introduce a new ipad it's a press release for the cheap ipad it's always been a press release yeah. Not worth a full event. Or maybe yeah. they could just mention it at the end. They could quickly. mention it. They could they could mention it at another event, but I don't it won't it wouldn't be this event. Okay. Moving on. There's an article from our good friend and your compatriot over at Mac Observer, John Martellero, and he's talking about why an iMac refresh has been delayed. Pray tell? Yes. Yes. Uh, he thinks that it's basically um, chip related. Um, and I think that that is certainly possible. So basically, the last iMac update was in 2017. The iMac Pro was announced in June 2017 and shipped in December of 2017. The iMac itself was in the fall of 2017. Uh, and, you know, and, and this is like, this is one of my pet peeves. I don't want to pay today's prices for two-year-old technology. It really infuriates me uh, that Apple will go so long without an update. <laughs> I almost gave you an edit there, but why Apple would go so long without an update and still charge, uh, it just it infuriates me. So there have been some issues with Intel processors, and that could be it. And they could also be waiting for the long-rumored, but yet unannounced Apple ARM desktop processor. Uh, These things are possible. And uh, if I had, my assessment is basically this. Apple figured out that that most Mac customers aren't paying attention to the specs, don't care about the specs. No one cares about the specs anymore. No one cares about which generation of processor it is. And you know, therefore, Apple doesn't care. Apple just, you know, Apple can actually make more money by by not refreshing these devices as often. Uh, I disagree with that philosophically. I disagree with that as a matter of principle. But you know, apparently, Apple didn't consult me or c- care about my opinion. And in this particular case, I think that there's enough going on with Intel's uh, processor cycle that. Apple just hasn't felt the need to, to update. Now, let's get back to the ARM processor rumor. Mm-hmm. That's the one you've mentioned on two of our shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that it's going to be the one, the first one to have an ARM processor. And that's why it's taken so long. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, like, I think that's why it's taken so long for the Mac pro to be updated. Uh, I think that the Mac pro is, is, you know, two years ago or two and a half years ago, Apple started teasing us about this new Mac pro. I don't know. Maybe it's a year and a half ago, two years ago, but you know, it's, it doesn't take that long to, 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 to design a new computer. It just doesn't. I mean, companies like Dell companies like HP, they do it all the time, and they have a lot less money than Apple, a whole lot less money than Apple. 
But what does take time is developing a new processor. That is a very, very big deal. And if the Mac Pro is waiting for Apple's own ARM processors, that would, in fact, explain why it's taken so long for Apple to get this thing off the ground. And it could be that the iMacs are waiting for the same thing, and it could be that the iMac Pro is waiting for the same thing. And if so, we may see these at uh, WWDC. I'm certainly hoping we do. I'd rather see them before that, but you know, we may end up seeing them at, at WWDC in June. iMac Pro, same deal? Yeah. Yeah, same thing for Mac Pro, iMac Pro, and iMac. I, I don't know that they're all going to be released with ARM processors all at the same time. Um, but I do think that they will be introduced with ARM processors, as will new MacBook, uh, various MacBook models. Well, at this point, it's March. So does it make so much of a difference anymore? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's only a couple more months. Been a couple of years. Might as well wait another couple months. And remember, when it comes to the Mac Pro, you've been waiting, what, five and a half years? Yes. The Mac, yes. The Mac Pro is ridiculously old and an embarrassment. And it's really shameful that Apple still sells it. Frankly. Yes. I just still don't understand why they couldn't have done some kind of easy chip thingy. Yeah. Between now and then. I mean, if they want to give up yeah. the form factor, right. But how long does it take them to how build long? a new form factor? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's not rock science. It's not, it's not rebuilding the wheel unless of course they're just, they're content to wait until the ARM processor is ready. I, I, again, I disagree with that decision. You should give us, Apple should give us the latest technology that it can at any given point. And especially with the prices that Apple charges for its hardware. You know, we should not be paying top dollar for two-year-old uh, uh, Mac technology. We just shouldn't. Who knows? What evil lurk? No, that's another story. We have Brian Chaff of the Mac Observer. Reminder that the best way to support this show is Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com plus.technightowl.com. And what do you get for your hard-earned money? Well, you get a special version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio on Tech Night Owl Plus. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Brian Chaffin, Mac Observer, speculating on possible future thingies. Macs from Apple and why... It may be that they're taking so darn long to get their stuff together, to get these new models out. Yep. Oh, well. Let's go on with more excitement. Excitement here, okay? Okay. I'm already. I'm done. You already? I'm braced. Uh, What is this article here? Beto O'Rourke, who's now a candidate, for president and the cult of the dead cow who yeah it was a uh, a hacking group uh that called itself the cult of the dead cow and Bader work uh revealed that he was uh, once a part of that group and it's one of the oldest hacking groups uh, in the u.s okay enough to get a politician involved in that well, he wasn't a politician at the time, of course. He was a young man. Uh, but uh, this group is apparently the group. And they, they claim to have invented, uh, coined the term hacktivism. Um, uh, so, you know, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm sure that uh, his fans will will think it's really cool. And his detractors will think that it is uh, proof of his, you know, whatever it is that, that they want to to feel. Um, Either way, it shows that he's that he's got just even being aware that the group exists, let alone uh, being a part of it, uh, shows that he has a lot more technical savvy than the vast majority of politicians. And think of it this way. We can forget about his hand movements. You heard about that, right? Yes. Okay. so and also are his hands small or large? You should argue (laughs) about that, too. And technologically, no, we, we should not argue about that. That should not be a thing we talk about. Except for certain politicians who have their hands lengthened with Photoshop. Yes. What do you think, by the way, of CorelDRAW? 
coming back to the Mac platform. Is that silly or what? Um, you know, they've come back to the Mac before. Corel is, is like, I, Corel is, a, is an interesting company. I, I was going to say a, a weird, fascinating company, maybe fascinating in a weird way. I don't understand where they get all the money they get, but they still buy companies. Uh, in, in any event, Corel Draw has disappeared from the Mac before, and it's come back to the Mac before. I really didn't realize it was still gone. The platform is big enough, I guess, that uh, you know that they're interested again. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm like I'm kind of hard pressed to care, but at the same time, it's I don't know, kind of interesting. I I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I see it's now available in the App Store. Maybe the hope is here that being on equal footing with Office, which is also available in the App Store, and offering a demo, they're offering a two-week demo of Corel Draw, and maybe you'll like it. On the other hand, Microsoft is offering a one-month trial for Microsoft Office before you have to buy the license. So maybe is Corel... Corel who's Corel Draw competing with today? Pardon? Who is Corel Draw? competing with today how are they competing with ah that's a good question i'm just talking about free sample policies some elements of adobe creative cloud of course i thought photoshop and illustrator what do you think well yeah so i that's why i'm curious as to why you're mentioning office only about the 30 days i think two weeks is chintzy uh yeah okay i suppose then again who knows how this will work. I mean, for new Mac users who are looking for illustration programs, what would they get? Illustration. I mean, so far we don't have Illustrator available on the App Store. You have to go to Adobe to download a copy and subscribe. Yeah, I mean, they could offer the app. They can offer a demo version of the app in the App Store, and then you still have to you'd have to make an in-app purchase to subscribe or go mm-hmm. online and subscribe. I don't know. It all gets confusing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, I, Adobe apparently does quite well without being in the app store. Um, of course, Photoshop is coming to the iOS app store, at the very least. Um, Corel draw, I think has always been a little bit more consumer oriented than professional. I suppose, uh, some, some uh, may disagree with that per- perception, but, uh, uh, one way or another, um, I mean, having another option is 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 available. Uh, excuse me, having another option available is is certainly great. Uh, whether or not they're able to to make a, a a a dent in the Mac market again, I I don't know. What I will be more interested in seeing is whether or not they really stick with it. I would hope they would. Going into this investment to set it up in the App Store, have people download it and everything. Well, I wonder about WordPerfect. That's still being built, WordPerfect. I'm surprised. I, apparently, they're still making it. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised, too. Well, you know, we don't necessarily know about the PC business market where these things might be popular. Right, right. And that's where it is. It's an alien world. It's available in Earth-38. As opposed to Earth number one, that happens. Did you see the story? And I don't know if, if you've read it yet. Qualcomm wins thirty-one million verdict. In I patent- did see. I okay. did see the headline pass by on Friday. 
What do you know about so far? Uh, it's one of the various cases that are going on between Apple and Qualcomm. It was a jury uh, verdict, 31 million bucks. It's probably a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. It is a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. Um, I think that there's a different story about Apple uh, getting a billion dollar reward from a, from, from a different trial. Right. That's right. That's right. I think it's a billion dollars that they got. Yeah. That they so can federal, keep. It's not costing federal judge them recently ruled that Qualcomm owes Apple almost a billion dollars in patent royalty rebate payments. So that was uh, in one that was uh, also news on Friday. And then there's this other trial where a jury, like I said, rewarded awarded uh, Qualcomm thirty one million dollars. So and both of these both of these cases, both of these trials are just part of this this global epic fight between the two companies um, covering patent uh, patents and licensing and um, uh, Apple accusing Qualcomm of of uh, uh, using illegal uh, methods to uh, suppress competition and. And Qualcomm accusing Apple of of not paying what it should be paying, and it's it's a it's a pretty epic fight. Can't keep track with it. You cannot keep track of all this stuff, of what's happening with all yep. this. I mean, if I was asked by somebody, okay, what's going on with Qualcomm and Apple? I would say, don't ask, hmm. because it's going to go on for years. Even after a verdict is reached, it has to be viewed by an appeals court. Maybe the Supreme Court will look at it or turn it back. You know, what do you well, think? Well, these fights are taking place in courts around the world. Right, exactly. But each one has its own problems in terms of appealing a verdict and that sort of thing. I'd say five years from now, they'll still be fighting. Look what Apple and Samsung did, how many years it took them to settle basically just a couple of cases. Yeah, and that was with Samsung, you know, losing all of them, and it still took years. I mean, Samsung got its its rear end handed to it uh, at different stages, and probably still ended up winning because they're, you know, were able to stay in the business after having pilfered Apple's ideas, and um, uh, which is, you know, really what Samsung does in just about every market. Go for someone else's idea, get sued, lose, drag it out until it doesn't matter. Or the product's no longer being made. More to come with Gene and Brian on the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-213-9264 Call right now before it's too late. 800-213-9264 Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com.
that was an interesting point there. All these products have a short lifetime in the scheme of things. So they may be suing something, someone on the product that was built five years ago. By the time they get around to the current product, it's been replaced by five more products. Yeah. But now Apple, I guess, is still buying billions of dollars worth of parts from Samsung. Uh, yeah, apparently, um, Apple remains a supplier. Apple has cut back on some of the business that it's giving to Samsung. We know that Apple has greatly reduced, if not eliminated the business it's giving to to Samsung for, um, processor manufacturing. Instead, that business has been given to a Samsung competitor called TSMC. Um, but there are certainly other places where Apple is still, still, uh, buying from, uh, Samsung and, uh, but you know, they, uh, Apple, has mostly put all of the legal fights with Samsung aside and is getting its revenge by giving at least some business to, to, to anyone but Samsung. I think they mentioned Samsung in relation to the OLED displays on the iPhone 10. Don't know if they're still yeah. using them as a supplier, but that's, you know, tens and tens of millions of screens. I don't know what each screen costs. But it's not chump change. It's not chump change. No. Okay. We talked earlier about Apple's possible TV subscription service, possibly their news and magazine subscription service. And then there's some kind of dust up now between Apple and Spotify. Mm, yeah. What's your take? Well, uh, so this, this, is, this is something I personally find interesting. Spotify has long accused Apple of not playing fairly because Apple was taking 30% of uh, in-app subscription fees from Spotify and then from everybody else too. Uh, And that was probably less of a deal until Apple introduced Apple Music because Apple can charge the same $10 that Spotify is charging, but Apple gets all 10 of those dollars, right? And whereas uh, Spotify was getting seven of those dollars, three of them going to Apple, at least for the first year. After the first year, that would drop to 15% or a buck 50. And for a while, uh, Spotify combated this by simply charging more for its iOS subscriptions if you did them through an in-app purchase. Uh, and then while, you know, trying to get people to actually just pay through Spotify's website instead. And Spotify has been amping up the pressure, complaining publicly and then complaining to regulators that Apple is unfairly competing. I think there was a there was a story earlier in the week about uh, Spotify calling the Spotify ceiling CEO calling their relationship with Apple unsustainable and just really, really accusing Apple of, of shenanigans. And in return, late on Thursday night, essentially Friday morning, Friday morning, uh, European time in particular, Apple released a quote unquote response to Spotify. And that is, um, that is is interesting. It, it was a pretty aggressive uh, stance. Let me actually uh, let me let me pull that up and reference it directly. It's called addressing Spotify's claim. You know what, Brian? We should 
basically have some pull it up music as a background when you're looking for something on a site we don't have that music here because we like to be spontaneous go ahead fair enough and so this is this is an eight nine hundred word document that apple released where they systematically go through and basically paint a picture of spotify benefiting from apple's ecosystem while not wanting to contribute to that ecosystem that basically saying that spotify wants to get a free lunch and everything that Apple says is true. The thing is though, it doesn't negate the fact that Apple does have an unfair advantage when competing against competitors, right? Apple doesn't have to pay that 30% to a third party. Apple keeps that 30%. Apple is the 30%. And that is, is a form of unfair competition. I don't know how to solve it because Apple makes a point. Apple developed a secure in-app purchase system that customers trust. Apple says that that was no mean feat and Apple is correct, right? You know, we sort of take it for granted how good Apple's in-app purchase system is. We do trust it. We don't even think about it. No one thinks about it. No one says, I've never heard anyone say, yeah, I don't want to make one of those in-app purchases because, because I don't trust the, I don't trust it. Like no one, that's not even a thing. Making that happen didn't just happen. Apple spent expertise, time, resources to make it happen. And Apple is correct. Spotify apparently wants to benefit from that while not having to contribute to the ecosystem that provides for it. And that is true. But at the same time, Spotify has this 30% tax that it has to pay. It is an interesting aspect of Apple's walled garden. It is an interesting aspect of Apple's entire ecosystem, Gene. And I don't know what the solution is. I would say that Spotify right now is banking on European regulators basically forcing Apple to not charge competitors the 30% when they're competing with them. That, 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 that's my guess at this point. I suppose Apple can compromise and say 15% the first year, 10% each additional year, but then every developer who has to pay 30% yep. is going to complain. Yep. So Apple has to treat everybody equally. Spotify, therefore, is asking for special treatment. They are. And this is exacerbated, Gene by the fact that Spotify's business model doesn't earn money. Like Spotify loses money on every customer and then they want to make it up in volume. And, you know, and so like to a certain extent, one could also say that Spotify has this losing business model and is just looking for scapegoats. That's a valid argument to be made too. And it's interesting to see Apple strike back in this public and specific and aggressive way. And it's also interesting to see Spotify taking its uh, its fight to uh, the court of public opinion. And like I say, we know that Spotify is taking its arguments to European regulators. U.S. regulators in general don't really care. They're not interested in this particular fight. So uh, Europe is probably and, – and Spotify is based in Europe. That's, that's actually part of the issue. So I, I don't know where it's going to go. I do know that everything that Apple said was true. But it's not the whole story. Apple did not negate the fact that it does not have this 30% percent 
advantage over Spotify. Well, we'll see how this one plays out. Whether the European regulators have time to figure this out. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The annual Republican Jewish Coalition Leadership Conference is happening in Las Vegas. President Trump addressed the crowd and spoke of his upcoming 2020 campaign and also the economy. Since the election, we've created more than 5.5 million new jobs, including 600,000 manufacturing jobs, things that nobody would have allowed me to say on the campaign trail. They would have said, oh, he exaggerated. He told the crowd of Jewish Republicans that, unlike his predecessors, he keeps his promises. The sale of high-capacity magazines is stopped once again in California. A judge has granted an injunction while the state appeals the lifting of a 20-year ban. The same judge threw out the state's ban on magazines last week as infringing on the Second Amendment. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaruth, the capitalist evangelist. I'm here to introduce you to a special company with the potential to be one of the great all-American stories. Fortum Resources is a publicly traded, diversified, natural resource company with oil, gas, and mining properties in North America and internationally. Fortum is led by Chairman Mark Bruner, the legendary oil man who built Ultra Petroleum from a 15-cent stock to $200 per share, creating $15 billion in shareholder profits. Mark has 30 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, overseeing contracts with Halliburton, ExxonMobil, and Hess. Fordham has over 350,000 acres of oil and gas resources, and more than half the acreage has been evaluated by world-renowned auditors Deloitte Touche. Fordham also owns the rights to the 180-square-mile City of Gold mining property. Fordham is traded on two global exchanges, U.S. ticker symbol FTMR. Repeat, FTMR. This is a rare ground floor opportunity to capitalize on a proven energy industry legend. Please visit FordhamResources.com. That's Fordham, F-O-R-T-E-M, Resources.com. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. 
because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. And click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health products company that spent five years on the Inc. 5,000 fastest-growing private companies in America list with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to thrive and succeed. And you'll be blown away by how little it takes to get started. Visit StartLivingYoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab at the top of the page. 2019 will be the year your new life begins. Your destiny awaits at StartLivingYoung.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm checking off the boxes here as we go along, you know, as we go along to many thousands and millions of topics here. I have a topic for you. Give me one. Do you remember how long have you been doing this, Gene? How long have you been doing the Tech Night Owl? Since 2002. 2002. So, and we've been publishing the Mac Observer since 1998, the end of 1998. And we just recently celebrated our 20th anniversary, as a matter of fact. And uh, my point is, do you remember back in the day when, you know, a big part of our job was to find something, anything that someone, anyone said about Apple? That was part of our skill set was being able to find news about Apple. And, you know, and here we are all these years later, and despite Apple having a ridiculously small product line compared to a company you know, even a hundredth of its size, there is no shortage of Apple news these days. Well, of course, they're also busy here with Apple saying it's going to go out of business because iPhone sales are down. Oh, my God. It doesn't work anymore. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since we had a, a entry into the Apple death knell counter where someone specifically said that Apple was going to die. Very few people say that anymore, Gene, but but people certainly do talk about, you know, how the end of the iPhone or the iPhone killer or, you know, iPhones, the iPhone era is over, things like that. But few people actually have the gumption to predict Apple's actual downfall. Maybe they predict a long, slow death. I was looking at something here just hit me because mm-hmm. there's so much debate about voting systems, alleged voter fraud. And we all know about this thing in North Carolina where there was voter fraud and they have to redo an election, a congressional election. Yeah. Article here from your associate editor, Andrew Orr, Who's been on the show? DARPA builds open source voting system. Oh, that's good, right? Tell me more. Well, so DARPA is the defense. What does DARPA stand for? Let's get the actual, like, you know, it's got its own, it has its own uh, uh, meaning, essentially. Oh, it's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Like, the internet started off as a DARPA project. A lot of self-driving cars started off 
with DARPA funding. You know, DARPA funds a lot of research, a lot of R and D projects, uh, a lot of real speculative things. Uh, so the idea here is that they're building a ten million dollar open source voting system to ensure that elections can't be manipulated, and that's all via Motherboard Magazine. Uh, so it would essentially be open source voting. And I love this idea. I do not like the idea of proprietary voting systems, proprietary voting machines, because if it's proprietary, that means that part or all of it can be secret. And that means that we can't keep an eye on exactly what it's, what, what's going on. So I, I greet this news with open arms. I hope that something comes out of it and that it will lead to open source voting machines that are poured over by a large community of uh, developers and, and, and hackers and, and experts uh, so that we truly can have a system that we can have confidence in and that it's used everywhere in the world or other places in the world at the very least. That'd be great. Okay. Just interesting here. It's a software platform, which means it could conceivably work on existing voting machines uh yeah maybe uh, i would imagine that would depend in great part on what those voting machines have like you know exactly what their specs are and that sort of thing but it could certainly be adopted by multiple vendors so you would at least have competition on the hardware side and 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 that's a good thing but having the software be fully vetted by the open source world that to me is a good thing potentially a good thing at the very least but in other ways it'd be like windows where you have a single software platform in this case open source that's available to be licensed by any company building a voting machine well if it's truly open open source yeah it wouldn't really i don't even know if it'd be licensed I would imagine what they would do is they would they would make the license such that it could be used as long as it's not altered, and or that it, as long as it meets a certain certain set of criteria. There are a variety of licensing models already out there that would that would make that make this sort of thing actually work and 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 be safe. Open source voting platform. I'd say the way the politicians work in this country may be adopted overseas. But I think in the United States, write this down, okay? And you could say, I lost the bet. One dollar. I'll bet one dollar. Just as they did in the movie Trading Places. Remember that? Don Amici and Ralph Bellamy. One dollar. That it will never turn up in any voting machine in the U.S. In my lifetime, perhaps your lifetime. Uh, Overseas, I maybe. I will, I will take that bet, and I, I call it a sucker's bet. I think it would be adopted by um, a variety of, of states, especially if it'll save the money, but especially if it's safe, safe and secure. Well, I'd be happy if it does. Open source, voting machine software. But you have to get a copy of your vote. It's got to be easy for you to know when you place a yeah, vote. Need paper who are you voting for? Have a paper trail. But you see, the paper trail can be altered. Sure. In other words, what I'm saying is the paper trail shows you voted for Mr. Jones for Congress. But the machine says you voted for Mr. Smith. 
Well, that's why you have the paper trail. So that but the paper trail, of- how do you know the paper trail reflects accurately what you selected on the screen? Theoretically, you would check over it before you turn it on. Okay, but it doesn't stop the machine from picking something else and not including it on. But that's the point of the paper trail. And so the paper trail can be the paper trail can be compared to what the electronic system said. That's the entire point. All right, we have the bet. I'll be happy to lose. This is a bet I'd like to lose. You know, you'll win it if this if this ends up not resulting in a shipping system. If it results in a shipping system, right? If if a fully open source voting system ships out of this project. I, you'll lose the bet because it'll be adopted in the states, at least some states. Happy to see it. Now, there's an interesting piece written by another author at Mac Observer, and that is, let's raise it, choosing the Mac Mini over the iMac. Mm-hmm. Other than having something where you can buy your own display, why would you do it? Well, um, so Charlotte Henry uh, went back and forth um, over what kind of new Mac to get. I guess she's working on like a, uh, she has been working on a 2010 MacBook Pro. And it was certainly on its last legs. And it's astounding that it worked as long as it did. And by the way, I might add that when she bought, she ended up buying a Mac mini, but to sort of cut to the, to the chase, Apple ended up giving her 121 uh, pounds towards her nine-year-old MacBook Pro, which is just astounding. It's fantastic. But so she was debating whether or not to get an iMac or uh, a Mac Mini. And I went on one of my trademark rants about paying brand new prices for two-year-old technology and and saying how cranky I was about that, even while also saying that the reality is when you need a new Mac, you should just get a new Mac. Uh, you know, wh- where you have the the flexibility to be cranky and whiny about things like I am is when the Mac you have works fine. You just want a new one. You don't have to have it yet. So she went back and forth about, I, I think it was Kelly that actually suggested to her that she consider the Mac Mini. Also okay, let's break it here, and we'll, go, we'll explain this in our next segment. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
gold is a better way. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. The book may not be for you, but the tens of thousands who've read it have been blown away to learn why gold is set to soar to over $10,000. We're so confident this book will change the way you think about investing. We've purchased a thousand copies from the publisher and are giving them to serious investors. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, we'd like to send you your copy. Just text the word BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. You can buy it on Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, or text BESTSELLER and get it for free. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. That's BESTSELLER to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Gold is a better way. Text BESTSELLER to 49776. It's time to join the Tahibo Tea Club. Tahibo Tea comes from the inner bark of the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. The Tahibo tree never gets sick, never gets infected, and never gets infested. As a result, it contains antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. Tahibo tea can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening condition due to infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo tea is available for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping. One pound makes 300 servings, which is only 12 cents per cup. Dial 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. All orders ship immediately the same day. Call now, 818-883-7222. That number again, 818-883-7222 or buy online at drinksupertea.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay what are you listening to the tech night i live with gene steinberg what's going to happen next you never know brian chaffin is explaining the back and forth over someone selecting an iMac or a Mac mini, especially now that we have a new Mac mini. Go ahead. Well, and that's it. That's it right there. So Kelly uh, Gumont in, in suggesting that she consider the, the Mac mini. Dave Hamilton also encouraged her to get the, the, the Mac mini. And so she ended up choosing that because the Mac mini is relatively new technology. It was just shipped, uh, announced and shipped uh, in the fall of 2018. 
And uh, she realized that she could get a good quality 4K display and a Mac Mini for less than it would cost to buy 2017 technology with a 5K display on an iMac. She probably made the, the, the absolute best decision for her. Personally, I'm going to wait for another iMac and maybe even wait for the iMac Pro to be updated and may even wait for the Mac Pro to be updated. But, you know, th- these are subjective choices for all of us. Well, I kind of think here, as you do, that the WWDC in June will answer a lot of our questions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. How many years in we have the Apple Watch now? And you're the watch expert here. Let's see. Uh, so it's the Apple Watch 4. So we've had it for four years, right? Four years into the Apple Watch. Apple doesn't release sales, but supposedly the number one smart watch in the world. Number one what? With a bullet. Number one. Number one. Okay. Number one smartwatch in the world. Watch. Watch. The number one watch in the world, too. Yeah. Okay. So look at where it came. This is the product, by the way, that they said it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I see people in convenience stores with an Apple Watch. And I wonder, wait a minute, you're getting a little above minimum wage. You're talking about a product that's $3.99 or $4.99 or something. How do you pay for it? Do you get it as a gift? Or do you get last year's model? Or you get last year's model, which you'll save $100. Mm-hmm. Even then, I mean, it's almost a week's salary. That's true. That's true. I, you know, I, 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 I don't think I have any answers there. I don't know how they're doing it. But consider this. Apple has this special, special reputation. And that's what does it. This product is the in thing. You're going to be in the in crowd. But it also works. It's a really good device. I don't think Apple Watch succeeded because of Apple's name. I think it, it succeeded because of Apple's expertise and skills. Well, certainly the emphasis on health is very important. I think that was a factor in the fact that maybe it took a little while before Apple found its direction. They tried to sell it as a piece of jewelry. And it ended up, though, no, that's not a piece of jewelry. Well, you know, Jane, I I would argue that that was a necessary step in the process. Okay, for instance, do you remember the the gold Apple Watch Edition? Right, $10,000. Yes, all four people bought it. Exactly. That wasn't its point. The Apple Watch Edition did not exist to be sold. It existed to set the terms of perception. And from that standpoint, Apple Watch Edition was fabulously successful. Not commercially, but philosophically. It set the terms of perception that this is not just nerdware. That this is that the Apple Watch is not just a wearable computer. The Apple Watch is instead a fashion choice. It's a fashion statement. It's something that can look good on your wrist. It's something that you can spend a lot of money on, right? And and from that standpoint, I call Apple Watch Edition successful. And I think that those who do think about it, I take that utterly for granted, and and don't think about like how Apple was suddenly able to compete with Apple Watch in terms of fashion and style 
where that was never part of the discussion for any of the wearable wrist-based computing devices, the Pebble, the, I don't know, there are a host of them. I can't even remember them now, right? Can't even remember now because they're all gone. It's interesting, man. It's really interesting to me. Of course, that particular watch had a finite lifetime in the sense that it had the first generation software. Apple never updated it. Yeah, I, I said at the time I did I the, there are people who the, for whom ten thousand dollars for a watch is nothing, and if a very fabulously wealthy person came up to me and said, "Should I have gotten the? Should I get this Apple Watch edition?" This I'm talking back four years ago when it was announced. I would say no because it's you know unlike the 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 twenty thousand dollar Patek Philippe or the forty thousand dollar Patek Philippe that you might buy that'll be worth. $50,000 or $60,000 in, in a few years, right? The Apple Watch edition is only going to go down in value because it, it won't be updatable. It, again, though, that wasn't its point. Its point was to set the terms of perception. Well, I'll tell you what. In my hands now, my greasy hands, no, it's on my wrist. In my greasy wrists, there is a Walmart watch that cost me twelve eighty eight. what, three or four years ago? I've replaced the battery twice, which at Walmart, done by that low-paid employee for less than $6. Mm -hmm. It still tells time mostly accurately. It's a, it's a, it's a battery-driven quartz watch? See? I mean, this should tell time precisely. I mean, it's very accurate. Your cheapest quartz watch on the planet is, is is more accurate than the most expensive mechanical watch. Well, this seems to be a little bit off, so there's some issue going on there. It is, is it a digital watch or a quartz watch? Let's see what it says. Well, does it have a does it have a ticking? Does it have hands or? Does it's it, quartz. It's a quartz watch. It can take what ten feet submersion or something like that. It's dunk proof to a limited degree. Yeah, it should still be accurate. Quartz watches are just their very nature. This the science of quartz watches is it, it's they're, they it should still be accurate. If it's not, then you probably have a have a defective watch. After all these years, it's so it's accurate enough that it doesn't really matter. You know, it's cheap. It's cheap to upkeep. I don't have to worry about some feature being obsolete or software update, or having to mate with a smartphone. I just put it on and go about my business. I understand I'm missing out on all those great features. At my advanced age, an ECG would be nice. Maybe some fall. rich relative will get me a gift for the Fall holiday. protection. That's what you need, Gene. You need fall protection. Fall um, alerts, I should say. I'm falling and I can't get up. Exactly. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners, before they fall asleep, I'm kidding, before they fall on the floor, where can we find more of your stuff? I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. I'm also the host of the Apple Context Machine, a weekly podcast about Apple, which you can find at on iTunes, and you can also find it at MacObserver.com. It covers a lot. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. Look for Gene Steinberg on Facebook, the guy with the plaid shirt. That shirt never disappears. Still have that shirt, by the way. Haven't worn it in a few years. And, you know, I might do this. I did this a long time ago. 
where I took a picture of myself in 1965 and then 1975 so you could see the difference. Now maybe I'll take a picture from, what, 1995, and you'll see what I look like in 2019 and start screaming best way to support the tech night out live seriously you see i'm just laying that drop the best way to support the tech night out live is to become a member of tech night out plus go to plus.technightowl.com for more information plus.technightowl.com for prices beginning at just a dollar 49 a week you can download a version of this show free of the network ads with better quality audio you can't beat that and you can get a monthly subscription, annual, five years, or lifetime. And we're now in the fifth year of this service, so it's going to be around for a while. Some people think I have a picture in the closet getting older. Plus.technightout.com. Brian Chaffin, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.